Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode, um, which, of course, I've said a zillion times before. Um, a bonus episode means that it's not specifically IEP information. So that's... I'm reserving that for the Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, which a programming note, um, during the school year, I definitely hope to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, excluding holidays, of course. Um, during the summer, I said that I was going to go to Monday, Wednesday because for traffic on the blog and online in general on Fridays, um, in past years has just been really low. So, um, and it's summer. I want more time with my kids. So I'm not going to be doing Fridays in the summer. And I'm just kind of realizing today that uh, it's going to be a real struggle to even get Mondays and Wednesdays. So uh, it's just, you know what it's like when you have kids home versus not having kids home. Um, you just have more time. So if it's not there, please don't lose faith. Don't unsubscribe. I will be back for your regularly scheduled programming, certainly during the school year. Um, and I will try my best to do Mondays and Wednesdays in the summer. But anyway, today I wanted to talk about something that's been kind of bothering me for a few days. Actually, it's been bothering me for a year, more than, more than um, a few days. But last year, was it last year or the year before? I don't know. I remember it was a rainy spring day, and I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. But on a rainy spring day, I remember I went to this training or a workshop or whatever you want to call it. Oh my gosh, can you hear my annoying dogs? Go lay down. Um, But I went to this training or workshop called Bridges Out of Poverty. And Bridges Out of Poverty, it's an excellent program. It is a national program, so if your community is doing it, I would strongly suggest that you read up on it and look into it. And, um, you know, take their trainings if they offer them and become involved in volunteering if you can. Uh, More than a third of people with disabilities live in poverty, which is why I kind of keep that issue close to the chest or learn as much as I can um, because having a disability is certainly a barrier in many ways and financial is just one of them. But... um, I also have most of my, well, really all of my pro bono clients um, live at the poverty level. So I just wanted to learn. I'm always trying to learn as much as I can. So this this training was about the three different 
kind of classes of people, those who live in poverty, the middle class, and the extremely wealthy. And it just, it was so informative and so eye-opening and so um, just enlightening. So I, I, again, I strongly recommend it. But one of the things that she kept going back to, our, our trainer, our instructor, that she kept going back to during the course of the day was this phrase of, you have to respect where people are at in their journey. And of course, for her purposes, it had to do with um, thinking and mindsets in regards to money and whether you have it or you don't have it. Um, And again, just respecting people's choices, respecting where they're at in the journey and kind of about that... um, casting judgment on those who live in poverty and what they choose to spend their money on which we know um we know that occurs in our society so it was about you know everybody has their own place in the journey everyone has their own journey through life and if people make choices we wouldn't make we kind of have to respect where they are in their journey and offer guidance offer assistance where where it's appropriate But again, she kept saying it, respect where people are at in their journey. So that kind of stuck with me, not just for the purposes of that training, but in my work with parents who have disabled kids and respect where they are in the journey. Because I know that I can also... Um, be very quick to judge. I can be very quick to um, cast aspersions, you know, especially as I've said this time, you know, this time of year, we're in late spring now. And I honestly, like we heard from a parent in the group just the other day, And she wanted like all these things done and she requested all this stuff. And basically like the child is set to graduate in less than three weeks. And um, I mean, you know, from other podcasts, that's the kind of stuff that makes my head explode. And and I try to say, um, you know, why, you know, why now? You know, the child is three weeks from graduating at this point you know parents have their food trays ordered for the party right I mean the child has already been sized for their cap and gown at this point but you know it it is what it is and and I guess you know I try to look at it as glass half full and that at least the parent did at some point get engaged and try to stop this child from graduating when they're clearly not prepared to graduate. Um, but that respect where they are in the journey. But this is one that I had trouble with because I had a friend, and I've only met her one time, so I don't know that I'd call her a friend, an acquaintance. And I was fa- But I was Facebook friends with her. That's why I'm saying friend. And she posted something about her child, and... 
it was about how did she say it? I don't, I don't want to like read it specifically because I don't want to like out this person. Um, but it's a good example. But it was it was just about back then we had hope. And I, it was something pretty similar to that. And I don't want to say what the back then was and, and what changed, but it was, you know, back then we had hope. And... You know where I'm going to go with this, that her whole post, even though it wasn't terribly long, it was just like a screaming example of ableism and that, you know, we had hope, but then we learned that my child has a disability. So, oh, woe is me. Isn't life so terrible? So I'm reading it and... You know, in my head, I'm going, okay, meet them where they're at in the journey. Meet them where they're at in the journey. Respect where she's at in her journey. But at the same time, it is ableism. It was, it was just, I mean, it was. It was just a Facebook post about how we had hope and things were going to be okay with my child but then we learned he had this disability so now things are not going to be okay and life sucks we don't have hope for him anymore and I just think first of all how terrible um for a child to ever hear that from their parent that I've lost hope that you're ever going to become something of value Right? And also, I wouldn't, you know, respect where they're at in the journey. I wouldn't respect the person if she was, if she made a snidely or, um, like, kind of passive-aggressive, racist or sexist comment. So that's where I struggle. Why do I have to respect where she's at in the journey when her actions and words perpetuate stereotypes about my child? Because it's not just her child. I never asked to be, you know, this disability parent civil rights ambassador or civil rights activist, right? None of us asked for this. It's just what we were handed, and you were, you're given that. When you have a child with a disability, you are that person. You know, when, when people say, um, oh, hey, a guy I work with, he has a son with autism. Guess what? You're the guy they work with. You're the gal they work with. Um, oh, you know what? My neighbor's son has epilepsy. You're the neighbor. I'm the neighbor. I'm the neighbor whose son has epilepsy. So for for some people, this is their window into our lives and into, um, into disability, into dis- what it is. And I just... Put that up against others who are showing off, 
I had three friends. It's Special Olympics swimming season right now, I guess, because in three different states, I had three different friends um, show pictures of their kids with, with ribbons from swimming. I, I just, I, when I contrast that of, hey, look at the ribbons he won today at the Y to, well, back then we had hope. And then because I sometimes lack a filter when I'm passionate, especially when I'm passionate about something, um, I'm getting better at not responding impulsively with the first brain dump that falls out of my head. But, um, you know, I tend to offend people then with people do not like to be told that what they're thinking or feeling is wrong. I've learned that. Myself included. None of us does. And even if I don't come out and directly say that, that's the takeaway usually. But she is. She was perpetuating stereotypes that before we knew he had this disability, we had hope. Now that we know he has this disability, life is so hard. Look at me. I'm the martyr. I have to do this, this, and this now. So if you're wondering what I did, I did the very immature thing and I unfriended her. Um, because it's really for my own, that was for my own mental health. This wasn't the first time this person has said something like this. And yes, I know I can just put people on hide. Um, I'm aware of that. But I thought, you know, I don't, I want to surround, I want my circle of friends you know, I spend a lot of time helping people through crisis situations. I help a lot of people. Um, you know, I go to juvenile court a lot, uh, more than more than the average person. I mean, it's to the point where a lot of the masters—that's what they call them—which is crazy—but um, a lot of the masters and, and folks like that and CYF workers like know me by face and all that. I spend a lot of time being surrounded by negative situations and negativity and helping kids overcome stereotypes. And um, even some of the stories I hear in our Facebook group are just horrific as far as how some of our kids are being treated out in the world. So I just feel like now for my Facebook account, I want to be surrounded by positivity. I want to be surrounded by people who are positive, friends who are uplifting, who make me smile, and so on. That's not to say that I'm not going to be there and um, should they need me in times of trouble. But, and she's not the only one. I've deleted like dozens of people because I had, I had an issue with, we had some security issues with our credit cards and I just kind of looked at my Facebook friends list and I thought if I can't, at first glance, if I can't, if I look at your name and can't think of how or where I met you or if I never have met you in person, um, I unfriended them. But anyway, I just, um, you know, two, we've, we've gone through two neurosurgeries this past year with Kevin, and now my dad is battling kidney cancer. 
So I feel like I just don't have the mental energy left to have that kind of nonsense in my feed. But I will just continue to promote positivity and role model the best I can. And I guess respect where she's at in the journey, huh? Um, and hope that, you know, and then that's what I, that thought came to my head and I, I thought about, and I just couldn't think of a way to say it without sounding snarky, but I wanted to say something like, well, I hope someday you find peace and acceptance with your child, but I don't, I just didn't, I just, it's just better. Some things are better left alone. So anyway, if you feel like it, if you've had a similar situation um, and you want to, I'm, I'm going to start doing some like interviewing and chats for the podcast in the fall. We won't be doing it this summer. But if you've had a situation similar to this where you're dealing with just a lot of negativity surrounding your child or disabilities or your life and um, you just have some people around you who are negative and you want to chat about it, I'd love to talk about that. Um, just email me at Lisa in a day, at a day in our shoes. And have a great rest of the day or week. And tune in again. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group.
Wait.